Hi, I'm Olivia from Onso Studio and welcome to the Brame podcast. So I'd like to talk to you today about Pinterest and this actually, this episode came up because of the last paragraph from um, last week's episode when I sort of touched on it um, for podcasting and I've seen on Pinterest a lot um, of sort of uh how's a nice way to put it like amateur design styles that are coming out and there's a lot of things that people are missing or really not thinking about and I want to um, make you aware how the design of your pins can really affect your success on Pinterest and traffic to your site so if you're not using Pinterest or you're not really 100% sure what it's about, um, I'll just give you a little brief intro. So, well, first of all, if you're not using Pinterest, you are missing out on such uh, like a boatload of potential traffic to your site. Um, Pinterest works for any type of business, whether you're handmade um, maker and seller or you offer one-to-one services. Really, it's there for both. Um, Pinterest isn't like other social media platforms and you might have known this already because what it does it actually encourages people to click onto your website so it actually pushes people off that site and onto yours rather than social media platforms such as I don't know like Instagram and TikTok usually your stuff only lives about 24 hours and you're not it finds it harder to push people onto your website that's more about creating a relationship and people getting to know you rather than really pushing people to your website because it's a little bit harder than Pinterest so Pinterest pins they also get to live forever and can still drive you huge amounts of traffic um, six months even after you've posted which is great because you're actually getting more um more traffic from every pin from all the content that you're putting your time and energy into so we obviously love that because content can just be this forever ending uh cycle of creating posting and everything so hopefully i don't really need to persuade you anymore why pinterest is worth your time Um, But now I want to go into more of the design side of things. So now that I've been using Pinterest for, I'd say, about a couple of years to promote my business, I do know a couple of things now. And I'm no Pinterest manager or expert, but I do know a heap load about good design and specifically about what works and really what doesn't. In the Pinterest space, the number one thing is obviously gaining someone's attention. You are competing against a lot of other pins all next to your one on the feed. So how do your Pinterest pins sort of sing the loudest than the rest and actually get clicked on compared to the other ones around you? So... Without further ado, we're going to go get right into it. So the first thing that I kind of want to talk to you about today is the main thing that I've seen people, especially at the beginning of creating Pinterest pins, is scale. Scale can be difficult when you're creating something on Adobe or Canva because usually we're a lot more zoomed in on our screens and therefore we think certain scale of text Um, and types of font are fine and they're easy to read but what you need to think about is that actually your pin is not 
that size, it scales down and it's sitting amongst a sea of other pins. So you need to really zoom out and make sure that your um, text, scale of text and sizing and everything is actually legible because if someone has to squint even for a couple of seconds on your pin they're going to feel this friction this frustration and let's face it they're just going to move on they're not going to bother giving you more attention so definitely scale is one of the main things to be thinking about especially with your title majority of the time you'll be creating pins to maybe promote a specific service um, an article maybe even a podcast episode or if you do youtube videos maybe you're pushing people to those blog posts on your website either way you'll probably be promoting something that has a specific title to grab people into reading what you've written about and help people so even if the text is fairly large in editing, my trick is to check it is a good readable size by zooming out or exporting it out and previewing the screen by scaling it down to the similar size it would be seen on a feed. And you also need to think about this on mobile form because although, yes, we usually create on a laptop size screen and that's obviously way bigger so just be mindful of the fact that your text size needs to be larger than maybe what you're thinking because the way when it's scaled down whatever that may be on a laptop feed or even on the pinterest app um, on a mobile size screen so definitely be wary about your title um text size please because I don't want you to spend all this precious time creating all these pins and then you aren't getting clicked on just because people can't really read your title very easily. That's just a bit disheartening. So a piece of advice would be just to double check. And then once you've done it a few times and you can even go onto the app and have a look at how your pins are looking even after you've posted and if the scale feels right to you, then you know from that point on that the text has to be such and such size depending on whatever you're working on either that's Canva or Adobe. So just make a note of it and then keep um, creating it at a good readable scale. Now I want to move on and talk to you about layout. Obviously I'm a designer and we all probably prefer more minimal clean um, layouts, more simple and I don't want you to obviously go completely simple and just completely throw out your brand personality. It's not what I'm saying. I just want you to take a minute to reevaluate about the number of things you maybe are including on your Pinterest page and basically just be more wary about how much you're trying to fit in. Because if we're trying to fit in too many things, it can actually create this feeling of overwhelm that's not very nice for readers. And this is because all these elements on that pin are fighting for their attention and your reader can't really breathe. And so it does feel overwhelming to look at and they're more likely to look away. So if you're including on your Pinterest pin lots of images, a title, subtitle, paragraph, border, illustrations, multiple colors, fake buttons and either multiple fonts and things like that, that is a lot to take in at once and we need to cut that down. 
it is a common mistake that I unfortunately do see quite a lot with new people getting onto Pinterest and smaller businesses who aren't, design is not their uh, first and foremost skill set. So people sort of get worried and fearful if they don't add all these elements, then it won't be eye-catching enough for people to click on when in reality, it sort of hinders you and it lowers the chance of people actually clicking on you and more likely for them to look away and look at something far more easier. And when we include too many elements, unless you're a skillful designer or you have some sort of Um, experience then you don't really know how to arrange them in a uh, um, in a good way where there's hierarchy and this is usually where it includes scale and contrast and colors and things like that all come into play and if you're not sure how to really arrange things right then it can become this sort of crime scene basically on a pin and what I want to talk about is or what I mean when I say hierarchy if you're a little unsure about that word it's basically creating an order of what you want people to read or see things in and usually we would obviously want the um, title probably to be the first thing because that's what you're really pushing people towards to why they want to click on it Um, whether that's to a blog post a youtube video or your services but that's usually the thing you want people to actually read and take notice of so what I like to usually do is I create a background layer with an image and although this may be the largest thing I put this filter over the top and lower the opacity slightly down so it's muted it sort of fades into the background very nicely and then I can layer on top a text that pops out and this title can there be therefore be bolder and spike someone's curiosity and that is sort of my approach to pins Um, but obviously there are other ways you can arrange your elements but first and foremost don't be tempted to add too many elements into your Pinterest pin and really think about the order you want people to see things in. Obviously title is probably the first one that you want people to see and then maybe the image or the sub paragraph or whatever you've got on there. You gotta think about the first, second, third and etc. order. Let's have a little look into color and even actually contrast as well. As I have just described to you, I like to sometimes use large images that are muted in the background with this filter layer over the top of them. And that filter layer will have a color. Usually I go for rich brown tones and slightly lower the opacity. Now, if I didn't actually include that layer and simply slapped a piece of text over the top of the image, we would then see some issues arise depending on the image. And if the image has very dark and light tones, which majority will have some sort of contrast there, whether you put text that is in black or white, there will be areas where it's harder to see or to read or even impossible to see a whole word because of the image behind it. So I actually use these filter layers to help make it easier for the reader to 
read the actual text and it's an effective way to be able to design something with a large image and not having to rearrange the text or put the text in a different area just because the image of itself is making you have to place it there because of the colours within it. Colour can be a really effective tool to obviously gain someone's attention. However, again, using too many colours and also using colour that just don't complement each other will have a less desired effect with your reader. So if you're a little unsure or not sure really about the colour wheel or complementary colours, then it's definitely time to get acquainted with this. Colour can really help you express so much more about your brand and even you can use it as a way to explain what topic your pin is on. If you have different multiple content pillars, you maybe talk about creativity and business, you may decide to assign a brand color to each. So the background for creative pin topics is pink and the business ones are more black, etc. So it can be a way to actually communicate something to your reader. There are other things that colour can do. Um, Some people like to use it to highlight a specific word within a title, something that draws your reader in and makes them really focus on that word. You can also use it as a way to get someone to look at the call to action by having either a block um, colour behind it or the text actually in a different colour to the rest. Now, Colour obviously is a great tool for all marketing material. It doesn't have to just go for Pinterest. And so don't be afraid to use colour. You can use it to help you gain someone's attention in a specific small area or as a way to help make text far easier to read. Really play around with it and understand how your brand wants to use your colour palette within Pinterest pins because you can even use it to really make a statement and to look different if you want to. So hopefully by now you have learned a lot about the do's and don'ts for certain Pinterest pin designs and how to make sure that you are making Pinterest pins that will be clicked on and won't feel overwhelming or um, amateurish for your readers. I really want, if you're spending the time to create these wonderful blog posts and YouTube videos and things that you want people to actually read, it's horrible that if you fall down at the first hurdle to get traffic to towards the things because you've put so much time into them and so we want people to actually be able to read the titles that you have on your Pinterest pins to gain curiosity to get excited about it and to feel inspired to actually click on it so that they can read what it is you have created for them to help so please think about the first one was scale especially with text Then think about the layout, the hierarchy of everything and obviously colour and contrast. If you missed last week's episode, I got into the nitty gritty with podcasting after having a year of experience now with it. I 
reveal a lot of um, tips and a lot of mistakes that I have made and I don't want you to obviously waste your time doing the same so go check it out it's called six tips I've learned after a year of podcasting it's a really good one and I don't want you to miss out on the information so if you do have a podcast or you're thinking about podcasting it's definitely worth a listen so go check it out and I will see you here next week Thanks for listening to the Ramin podcast. If what I said helped you, please subscribe. And if you have a few seconds, just to spare, leave a quick star rating review. It really does help my podcast grow organically. I hope you join me next week. And in the meantime, visit onsitestudio.com where you can browse all my free resources and paid products, including website templates and custom and semi-custom brand identity and website services. I hope you have a wonderful day and take care.